Good morning and welcome in everybody. Today we're going to take a look at a passage of scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a story. You know, throughout the years, people have traveled across the oceans, and although they were surrounded by water, it was completely undrinkable because of the salt content. You know, what's the old saying? Water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. They had to purify the water by first removing the salt, and this was done through a process called desalination. And there are a couple different ways that this task was completed. You could either boil the water and then catch the vapor, leaving the salt in the pan, or you could do it by reverse osmosis, where the salt water was forced through a membrane that would filter the salt from the water. Before seawater could be drinkable, it had to go through this process of purification. And this reminds me of the Christian life. Like reverse osmosis, we too must undergo a similar process of purification. In order to enter into eternal life, we must remove sin from our lives, a series of actions that are performed in order to achieve something that is known as sanctification. And we must do this so that we can eventually see God. Matthew 5 eight. Jesus taught, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When you purify something, it means to cleanse it from any type of defilement or imperfection, removing things that pollute it or contaminate it. And this process begins with uh, when God forgives us of our past sins through the waters of baptism. When we go beneath the water, he completely cleanses our hearts and our minds from our former misdeeds. But even though uh, we are purified at that point, This world can throw a lot of obstacles in our path, ones that we must avoid not get involved with again. We must learn to walk each and every day in our faith, turning from our past lifestyles of sin until we are walking each and every day in our faith, turning from our our past and overcoming the desires of the sinful nature. Although we walk through this sinful world, we are not supposed to become involved living the way that the world does. Rather, we must become shining examples unto them, showing by our actions that each of us are capable of defeating sins through God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. If we are ever going to be transformed into saints, the sinful routines and habits that we each of us have developed in our former lives must be changed. The church is very much like a spiritual reform school, but unlike ones that you might have been forced by others to attend. This is one that we freely enroll ourselves in out of love for Christ. God wants us to become good and obedient children, which means that we need to change certain aspects of how we live our lives. Jesus died on the cross to take our sins away, but what we must do is to make sure that they stay away, becoming conquerors of the flesh and overcoming the carnal nature. This is going to require learning to accept biblical truth and following the narrow path of Christ. God does not make us robots, but he gives us the opportunity to choose our own fate. He gives each of us the opportunity to repent and believe the gospel, like picking which way that you will go when you reach the next stop sign in an intersection somewhere in a city. You must choose the direction that you will take in regards to your own salvation, either the way of Christ or the wide road which will only lead to destruction. To become sanctified and prepared for God's coming kingdom, we must lovingly accept biblical truth, knowing that God's way is the better way to go, and that he will reward those who serve and obey him. 
you know, it's better to have one friend in this world who's the source of eternal life rather than millions of friends who oppose him. It is better to stand all alone like David did against Goliath with the understanding that the invisible and almighty God stands at your side. When someone makes a choice to become a Christian, they must at the same time make the choice to follow the teachings of Christianity. It is through obedience to our faith that sinfulness will begin to disappear in our lives as we purify ourselves from things that are displeasing unto God. Each of us has the great hope of obtaining eternal life through God's grace, but we must respond to the great opportunity that has been re, uh, presented to us. You know, people can be very wasteful in this world, but of all the waste that I've ever known, there is none greater or more abhorrent than the waste of God's grace. God's loving mercy should propel a person to loving obedience to his will. We must take the mercy that God has given us and run with it, never looking back to the world from which we came, but forward to the eternal world that he is taking us to. Through faith, we must strive to enter into that place. We must turn from darkness to light and from disobedience to submission. We must become sanctified by God's word so that we can undergo a complete transformation from mud into a usable vessel and from a sinner into a saint. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. You know, many years ago, I used to take all of our family's clothes to a certain laundromat. And after I took them out of the washing machine, I'd put all the wet clothes into a big machine, which was called an extractor. And when I dropped in the proper amount of coins, I'd push the start button and it would begin to slowly spin, gaining speed with each revolution. Faster and faster it went until it sounded like a freight train that was ready to come off the tracks. As the clothes were forced up against the sidewalls of that machine, they humbly submitted to the process of what they needed to go through. It was their own sanctification, as the water was completely mortified and wrung out of them until they reached that point that the extractor had completed what needed to be done. When it finally shut down and the finish light came on, the clothes were now prepared and ready to go into the dryer. Likewise, sin needs to be extracted from our lives. We must learn to go and sin no more. We must get to the place in our lives where we no longer have to repent of dead works. We must allow ourselves, no matter how difficult, to submit to this process of purification, willfully placing ourselves upon God's anvil of truth so that we can be reshaped according to his purpose and become sanctified for his use. 2 Timothy 2, 19-21 says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. To enter into paradise, we must be purified by the Holy Spirit, which is only available through faith in Jesus Christ. We must believe the teachings of the gospel, allowing Scripture to wash over us and cleanse us with God's truth. 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says, But we are bound to give thanks all way to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. 
Remember that we must purge ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit until all that is left is pure spiritual perfection. Kind of like boiling up water to remove salt, we must endure the heat of the refiner's fire, removing all impurities by passing through the filter of God's truth as each of us undergo our own reverse osmosis. Let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated or affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you find it somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.